on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm your host, Ulysses E. Campbell. As always, we'll start the show with some genre-related news. A French military bioethics panel has authorized the development of technological upgrades for members of the armed forces. The enhancements would improve physical, cognitive, perceptive, and psychological capabilities of soldiers. Also cleared were development of medical treatments that would prevent pain, stress, and fatigue, as well as substances that would potentially improve mental resilience in case of torture. Happily, there are restrictions. The panel determined that technologies that interfere with the soldier's fundamental humanity are not permitted. And this sounds like what Captain America is supposed to be. <laughs> More on this story as it continues to develop. A new trailer was released last week for Season 3 of the Amazon Prime series, The Boys. You can view the trailer on the Fantastic Forum social media pages, and while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. And we're saddened to learn of the passing of Jeremy Bullock. The British actor was best known as having played bounty hunter Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy. He was 75. Today, we're back to talking about all that stuff that came out of the Disney Investor Day program. And it's time to introduce today's panel. Joining me are Roberto Ortiz, James Rambo, who hasn't been on in a dog's age, and Camille Richardson. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for Thank having you. me, bud. Yeah. All right, so we, we kind of ran out of time last week on talking about the content that came out of the Disney Investor Day. And so I thought that's where we would start. Oh, actually, though, you know what? Before we get to that, I did just want to reference uh, one item. Uh, Jeremy Bullock passing away, the original Boba Fett. And yep. what, I, what I thought was noteworthy, this is, as far as I have been able to determine, the only actor who played under a helmet and still got to show his face in another role. Because come to find out in Empire Strikes Back, he was a imperial lieutenant, and the guy who was walking along with uh, Lando Calrissian, you know, Lando basically bum-rushed him, and uh, and they took him, and it's like, hold him in the security tower and all that. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, but I was surprised, because ordinarily, if you're Peter Mayhew, or if you're Anthony Daniels, or if you're Dave Prowse, or... Kenny Baker, you don't get to show your face. <laughs> so I was wondering, how is it that Jeremy Bullock got to show his face? Anyway, though, I particularly with all the interest in Boba Fett recently, you know, because of his appearance, uh, you know, Tamura Morris in, this, in um, The Mandalorian, I just thought it was worthy a note. And uh, so I just wanted to observe the passing of Jeremy Bullock 
the original Boba Fett. Yeah, so getting back to what I was saying about the Disney Investor Day, we kind of ran out of time and we had gone down a real rabbit hole uh, because Roberto kept talking about how evil Disney was and how they were <laughs> making such short work of Warner Brothers. You know, like Disney was Warner Brothers' big brother, <laughs> just like taking their lunch money and stuff, you know. I'll stand so, by that. I, I know you will, but we're not going down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> so anyway, but we, we got to talking about the content a little late, and there was so much great content that came out of that Disney Investor Day meeting. In fact, uh, Camille, I know you want to talk about some of that great content that you heard about oh, yeah. coming out of there. Well, I mean, number one is Ahsoka. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the most excited I am. I mean, that's my favorite Star Wars character. Um, not really? To mention... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no way, right? Not to mention, you know, one of the biggest drops we got in this last season of Mando and what her mission will likely be. Because I don't know how much we want to say. So, well, um, I, I think it's safe to warn people that there may be spoilers if you dare to continue to listen to this. <laughs> so, okay, as long uh, as it's out there. After this point, it is free reign. There you go. <laughs> You've yeah, been warned. Get, I mean, basically, the Ahsoka episode alone was like, oh, I really did enjoy, you know, Rebels Season 5, Episode 1. Because once you drop the Thrawn bomb, that was it. And and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so ready. I am so ready for this. But I also want to mention about Acolyte. Yeah. They're changing the timeline again. So originally, everything with High Republic was supposed to be dealing like 100 years before Phantom Menace, and now they changed it to be 50 uh, years, which... Wait, what? When did they change that? Huh. They just changed it because now they're actually shopping for a possible young Sheev Palpatine. Holy cow, what a brilliant idea. So that could oh be interesting. God, what a brilliant idea. Although I still want to like, I'm hoping we get further back at some point in time. But it would be, oh my god, but think about it. If you actually get to see young Palpatine, basically... Well, Plagueis. Plagueis, yes, but that's the thing. The whole story, how he basically schemed his way up and basically kept his dark powers in the closet. And it's like, literally and figuratively. Uh, I mean, wow, that's a good story. Uh, Wait, so so he was apprentice to Darth Plagueis? Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yes. Yes. <laughs> And basically, as he's telling that. Anakin that story, he's basically saying what he did to Plagueis. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't need more of the backstory <laughs> of that. Like, when when everybody got real excited about that, that's how we got the prequels. <laughs> I mean, like, there's there's a great Patton Oswalt joke about that, and I encourage you to look it up because, it's you know, it uh, is not available for primetime at the moment. Um <laughs> But, uh, it, it's, it, it, I mean, hey, if you had told me when I was halfway through Breaking Bad, oh, they're going to do a show about Saul, and it, it's going to be, like, his background, like, why he's a, he's a jerk, I'd have laughed you out of the room. Like, well, I don't want to watch that. I don't care. Why do I, why would I care? Um, because at the end of the day, the, the, the thing that's most important is if it's a good story. And yeah. I look forward to hopefully being wrong. Um, but I do think that there is something to be said for, you know, being a little more Hitchcockian in your storytelling and kind of leaving it to people's imaginations. You know, what did this look like? How did it work? 
you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, uh, was the Plagueis novel, did that, that was right when uh, Disney had bought Lucasfilm. Yes. Did that end up being current canon or is that Legends? They, I believe it's current canon, but Disney has a rule that, like what they did with the Snow novel, that if it doesn't quite jive for what they want to do, they'll crash it and say, oh, ignore that. That never happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't don't see the man behind the curtain. We just joined your new story. So my guess is that if contradicts anything on the players' novel, they'll just ignore it. And I think that's smart. I mean, there's yeah, there's definitely benefits and uh, pros and cons to continuity like that, where you know, on the one hand, you get this very rich, fully fleshed out universe, but on the other hand, you know, if you know, however many years down the line, somebody wants to tell a different story, you're kind of chained to to what you've you've got come before. Um, yeah. So you know, continuity is great when it works, and when it's not, I feel, I feel like the best your best bet is kind of just push it off to the side. Yeah, but well, they're creating a problem for themselves with basically every series they're doing. I mean, you know, because you've got Obi Wan Kenobi, you've got this yes. um, uh, yeah. series with the um, oh, good gracious, why can't uh, Andor Cassian Andor? Uh, mm-hmm. You know where you're likely to get into some of the hell the the uh, Ahsoka Tano. You're you're likely to get into you know continuity issues. I mean, even the Rangers in the New Republic. All of this stuff, you're potentially a, Buzz Lightyear. You know, you're potentially what, creating issues for yourself. What Lando are we dealing with? Is it going to be Donald Glover? They're gonna. They're saying it's going to be both. They're saying it's probably how because <laughs> it's going to be old Lando telling stories when he was young. So you get, oh. they get to have their cake and eat it too, because they can show the period when Lando is older, and the period when Lando was young. But the cool thing about it is basically, it's in terms of storytelling, you can show what happens to the character long term, specifically, and how the seeds of what happened in long term were seeded when he was young. Which, like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. You know, being able to to tie that all together is, is cool, but at the same time, you know. To what degree are things expected to fit together? It, it, it considering the people who have to running the show now, I'm confident because one of the things that uh, Filoni demonstrated when he did the Clone Wars is that he can take stuff that may have been presented in a clunky way in the past and he can. See, okay, why are you trying to tell here? What's the core idea you're trying to present? And use other mediums specifically to expand on the idea and get to a logical conclusion. For example, one of the things I believe that they're doing now with the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and all of this is that they're going to show you how fascism came back into the Republic, how the First Order basically came about and actually that's a good idea because it shows the concept of how things like uh, fascism are cyclical and how when you have a, uh, a government that basically is trying to coalesce and doesn't quite yell what leads to that and I, what I like what they're doing now contrary to what they did in the previous movies is that there seems to be a more better thought out plan of where this is headed they're thinking more long term on where to set it. And in terms of storytelling, in terms of the past, I think they have plenty of space in terms of the future 
And I think going back into the maybe the the new the stories of the, the the new republic, they have also plenty of space to explore stories there in terms of Star Wars. I mean, it's thousands of years of stories, so there's plenty of places that they want to go. So I'm excited for what they're doing next, way mm -hmm. more than what I've seen before. Yeah, no, it 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 shouldn't be an issue, and you've got this rich tapestry of a universe from which to draw and goodness knows they've got some really great material uh that they're able to use for a source uh a source yeah. material stuff and hey, so and yeah one. yeah all right so um rambo what about you uh what were you excited about uh most i guess since, since uh, oh, camille man. mentioned that was there anything that you were most excited about that's coming a good out question this thing? Honestly, like the the two things that I, that probably got me the most hyped are uh, WandaVision and the What If trailer because WandaVision is is for me is an known quantity in terms of what I think I'm gonna get and what I can expect. But What If was was very much just a, a kind of a combination of like, oh, it's it's all these things I love that they just piled together. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's, it's ice cream and cake on the same plate, and and getting you know. Um, getting Jeffrey Wright to play Uatu is a stroke of uh, brilliance, and and you know getting to like really play with all these toys and kind of change perspectives on all these characters uh, is awesome. Playing live action too. That's it. That's a smart. That's one. Oh yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah, you could you could so easily just just swap him in wherever you needed. And and as a general rule, I, I'm I'm typically down on the sort of cell shaded 3D stuff, uh, but this looks really good. I'm not a big anime fan in general, but like the 3D cell shaded anime I've been seeing of late, I I refuse to give that my time. Um, it looks like garbage. Uh, not this. <laughs> it, yeah, I just I, I I I can't get into it. But you know the the way what if looks is 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 fantastic. But yeah, with with WandaVision, it's it's funny. I keep seeing all these people like, oh, who cares about this? Me, I care. I care so much. I am so excited about this very, very sad story we're going to get. Mm. Um, oh. It's going to be so tragic and so heartbreaking. Only if they follow the comics. I mean, yeah, dude, sure they will from there's, there's, there's so many little things that are pointing toward not just the, the older story, um, like the older like miniseries in the 80s, mm -hmm. but also Tom King's vision st uh, story uh there are little visual hallmarks that they pulled from that yeah and one this is this is clearly going to be set up for uh young avengers exploring the multiverse more than likely for setting up fantastic four and the x-men yep um and they're 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 doing this thing they're they're really deftly using the the tools that they have in front of them to not just tell interesting and engaging stories, but to really affect and lay out what they need to do going forward for like the next two, three, four years, if not longer. And it's really impressive. Like, I, you know, without going too much into it, I am absolutely on Berto's side in terms of Disney being an awful, monstrous corporation. Um, <laughs> but right now they're a benevolent dictator. So <laughs> I will take what they're offering me. Um, particularly as I can't really do too much about it. But yeah, no, WandaVision looks awesome. It looks like it's going to be very different from anything we've seen before. Yep. Exactly. Uh, 
in terms of the overall storytelling and the tone. I, anything with Catherine Hahn, I'll watch. So, like, that was already a given. But yeah, that's going to be, man, if for anybody who hasn't read Tom King and Gabriel Walter's vision story, I hope you like your comics weird and sad because <laughs> that book is messed up. <laughs> but it's beautiful and it, it's really well executed. And if they take even a little bit from that story and put it in the show, we're in for a real treat. And like Loki, Loki looks awesome. Like there's there's nothing from the Marvel announcements. I'm not at the at the absolute least like oh yeah I'll watch that and a bunch of things I'm actually like really genuinely excited about. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM. We are your community radio station and streaming online via WERA.FM. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Camille Richardson and James Rambo and Roberto Ortiz. We've been talking a little bit about Disney Investor Day announcements and uh, only because, uh, Roberto, you've you've talked a whole bunch I'm going to tell you what I was excited about from that, and then we'll pivot back to you. But uh, I, I actually share uh, your interest in that WandaVision thing, uh, Rambo, because it, it looks, it's quirky, it's strange, and something you mentioned, it doesn't look like anything we've seen before, which I happen to be one of these people who thinks entertainment like that is important. You know, take me someplace where I've never been, show me yeah, something that absolutely. is unique, you know? Um, but I and I was most excited about the uh, the Marvel announcements, even though the Star Wars stuff was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but that uh, the idea of John Watts doing the Fantastic Four, uh, I was excited about that. Uh, this Armor Wars thing, you know, with Don yes, Cheadle, oh that seems really interesting. I'm excited about Winter Soldier and uh, and Falcon, yes. you know, yeah. that stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's just the cornucopia of stuff from Marvel and the the whole idea that all of it is encompassed in this shared universe. I mean, I'm just I wish I could turn the TV on and watch it right now because I would. That the connection between the streaming shows and the cinematic universe is so strong that there's no barrier. There's nothing. They're like one in the same between what's in the movies and what's on streaming. I mean, it's. I know that was the decision they made they were going to do this, but it's impressive how directly connected on what happens next in the Marvel Universe comes from WandaVision. Mm. This is not like the previous Marvel shows. This is like super into the next level of continuity for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, well, and it's smart, too. I mean, it's another way that Disney has got their hands in our pockets, mm-hmm. you know? And, in fact, not even hands in the pockets. It's it's like that little meme from the Simpsons character, like, shut up and take my money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Disney at this point has our our checkbooks out and is writing themselves a check. Yeah. Well, there was there's, something. There's no way around it. Yeah. There was actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was Mike who said that he just wanted to start sending his money directly to Disney. It's like, cut out the middle, man. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I well, the that's the whole point of Disney Plus, my friend. So, <laughs> Yeah, so Roberto, what about you? What were you most excited about from uh, the Investor Day announcements? Well, number one, the stuff that wasn't announced uh, because 
I you were most stuff. excited on the yeah, announcements about why. the stuff that was okay. Please do. I love basically the announcement from Star Wars. My favorite announcement is Idea Rogue One, uh, Rogue Squadron, sorry, which is one of my favorite side properties from uh, Lucasfilm. And I have the collections of Rogue Squadron, so I thought that it was brilliant. Uh, I love the idea that they're going to be doing a Buzz Lightyear movie. And that was like, what? It's super meta within Pixar that they're going to do a movie about Buzz Lightyear. So I thought that that's a fascinating thing that I want to see. I love the idea that they're going to be doing a TV show based on Zootopia, specifically that it's going to be about, um, it's not about a series of characters, it's about stories within the world of Zootopia in terms of the different communities in the world. And I was like, that's brilliant. I love specifically the Soka show. I'm dying to see it. And I love the fact, this is what I am very impressed that they did not announce the Boba Fett show during that mm. investment meeting. And they waited until after the Mandalorian show to then say, oh yeah, there's this other show we're doing. It's like a final- Favreau's a king. Sorry? Favreau's a king, man. He kept <laughs> Baby Yoda under wraps for how long with, that, with no toys? Like, yep. they really are doing us justice. But the thing Other is, than that, Google. I, I would kill to have been uh, on, on, with a Warner Brothers executive watching the show and him saying, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was saying crap. I don't know why you're fixated on Warner Brothers. You know? Everybody because else was saying crap. All the media companies, the ones that basically can't have the IP to be able to fight directly right now with Disney is Warner Brothers and it's well pa Paramount has got some good stuff too no no not like Warner Brothers sorry no Warner oh, Brothers come on now Star Trek Star Trek you do Star Trek right and that's, that's going to compete with anything else. Warner Brothers owns the Cartoon Network library the Hanna-Barbera library DC Comics Oh, I'm not saying they don't have more stuff. You just sat there and said, oh, nobody else can compete. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Star Trek no, can compete. No. What are, actually, Paramount Pictures has had a long-standing problems with IP in terms of the amount of IP they control. They have Tomb Raider. They have Top Gun. But in terms of deep, deep bench of IP, the only company that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Disney in, is Warner Bros., Seriously, I no, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, and even so, I, I I'm not I'm not claiming that Paramount has the same depth of IP. I was just saying that the popularity of an IP like Star Trek makes it a little easier for if if Paramount handles that property correctly. And they seem to be, to be fair to them, they're what they've been doing lately with Star Trek. I'm very impressed, and I'm happy. So I'm not gonna. Not them what they're doing with Star Trek. That yeah. but, right but, but no, but you are right. I mean, you know, in terms of the the amount of it, it, Warner Brothers could conceivably compete with what Disney is doing if they had any idea what they were doing, which Thank unfortunately you. it seems they don't. And that's the thing that Disney did right with this investment announcement that if you check of the announcement division by division by division. In terms of even Hulu, they just announced an alien show, and nobody seems to be excited because. And the guy they have behind it is Ridley Scott and Noah Hiley, the guy who did Fargo. 
who's a oh, really yeah. good showrunner. I'm so excited about that show. Exactly. And it's like, wait a minute. These are... And, 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 and that even raised an eyebrow. But the level of talent in that is impressive. And that's well, the thing with Disney. Disney went division by division by division. and It's an embarrassment of riches. It's <laughs> basically yeah. what it is. They even gonna do a show based on Night at the Museum. Do you knew yeah. that? It was one of the announcements they dropped there. Mm -hmm. And it's like they dropped so many nuclear bombs left and right that things like that didn't register. They're gonna start tapping the 20th Century Fox library and they're gonna start doing uh, mining the IP in a very smart way. And it's depressing for me that Warner Brothers is just just blew it. It's like. Wow, you're gonna and that thing they did, as I said before, in terms of the investment announcement, uh, really blew up in their faces. But that's another story. So that's my take. I'm excited about what Pixar announced. I'm excited about Zootopia a lot. I'm excited about Alien. I'm excited about uh, Rogue Squadron, and that's another insult to Warner Bros. because the director of Warner of Wonder Woman uh, two. It's now going to be off the bench. Yes, you, 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 you were talking about that, too. All right. Well, I tell you what, um, <laughs> hold, hold that thought for just a second, because that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington. We are a community radio station, which, among other things, means that we are particularly beholden to our listeners as well as our sponsors and our underwriters. Please take the time to visit the website at WERA.FM and our parent company, Arlington Independent Media at ArlingtonMedia.org. Find out what you can do to support community media today. So uh, we're going to step aside momentarily while we promote some of the other fine WERA offerings that are coming up later this evening and uh, into the week. Uh, we are also going to acknowledge the invaluable contribution of our underwriters and our sponsors. But don't touch that dial because Roberto, Camille, and Rambo and I will be back right after this. And we're back here on Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming online via WERA.FM. Radio Arlington, I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Camille Richardson and James Rambo and Roberto Ortiz. And when we took the break, we were talking a little bit about the announcements that came out of last week's Disney Investor Day. And there were many of them. Now, we've talked a little bit about our, our favorite uh, announcements out of there, the things that got us most excited. I want to shift gears just a second, and I'm actually going to lead because I'd like to, if there is anything that you were not excited about or that depressed you, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> and I'm going to lead <laughs> because they announced another Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> and I was decidedly not excited about that in fact i do you know it, it's uh, it, i could make all sorts of cracks about indiana jones and the runaway walker or you know whatever that they're planning on doing because well, you now know that the same 
team behind Lo James Mangold, who did Logan, is the one doing the Indiana Jones movie, right? Well, it worked pretty well with Logan, but he wasn't exactly geriatric. And, you know, being a mutant, he's got that healing factor and stuff. The thing is, those Creed movies show you how to do a character like this. Geriatric Rocky in those Creed movies with Michael B. Jordan, and it worked fine. But regrettably, with this new Indiana Jones movie, they don't want him to be a co-star or a supporting character. They're still trying to have Indiana Jones be the lead. And I personally think that that's a terrible mistake. But the thing is that the talent behind the movie, he, this is the same guy who did uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which was a fantastic film. That was a good movie, yeah. And James Mangold knows what he's doing. And I believe what they're going to do is follow the Logan approach with Dr. Jones. And they're gonna, I'm pretty sure they're gonna kill his son because a uh, certain actor went crazy. So, uh, so, uh, and show basically how, how, what happens when you have a hero like that ending his, towards the end of his life. Mm. And that's a story I put out, and maybe how he finds a way to pass the torch to a new generation. And I think that's the direction they're gonna go. And why not? You can make the movie set in the 1970s, which is pretty sure it's going to be either late 60s or 1970s. And I can see it working. Why not? Well, okay. What were you least <laughs> excited about <laughs> in that case? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, All right. Wait, wait, wait. I'll give you a little, I'll give you some time to think about it. Rambo, what about you? <laughs> what were you least excited? Was there anything that you were least excited about from this? Thing? Well, I'll be the, the middle ground between you and Roberto. I think that James Mangold is a very talented director. I I love Logan. I, you know, I really dig that guy's stuff. But man, oh man, do I think this is a terrible idea. I'm frequently wrong, though. So who knows? Yeah, If I had to pick something, it would probably be this. The <sighs> It's wrong to say that this other thing I'm going to mention is something that I'm, like, upset about. I'm more just like, I don't know how this is going to go. So, among the various announcements, there were some casting announced for a couple of movies and for the different shows and things. And one of them was for the new Thor movie. Christian Bale is going to play Gore the God Butcher in Thor Love and Thunder. I think he's a great choice for that character. Yeah, I am concerned. Not that Taika Waititi can't do that character justice, but there's nothing light or funny about that character. No. <laughs> there's there's nothing that's like you know. And now mm. we'll a little joke and a thing. Um, it's it's all just murdering deities, <laughs> like all the <laughs> way down the line. Um, Don't forget torture. Oh, and torture and, and, and big weird venom sword. Um, it's it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I, I I think back to every conversation I had with angry nerds about Ragnarok, and I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter if you're upset. And now I'm like, oh no, oh no, I'm in that position now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I, here, here's what I know: I know that Taika Waititi will make a wonderful movie. Of that, I have no concerns. But I, I can't help but feel uh, sympathy now 
for the guys who were like, oh man, but you know, this particular version of this character isn't really what I was hoping for. You know, I, I wanted something different. I wanted something, you know, like I, I Carl Urban's character in, in Ragnarok, I can't, I'm blanking on his name. George? Oh, the executioner. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, I, I understand people being like, but there was supposed to be more to that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not even fair to say cautiously optimistic. I know it's going to be a good movie. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm just hoping that like, if they're developing that story or including that character, that's a lot of really cool, really heavy storytelling. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with that. And then you're also dealing with Thor as young, you know, rash, arrogant Thor, then current day Avenger Thor, and then old curmudgeon one-eyed Thor. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're even going to delve in any of that? On I'm... top of the handover to Jane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, there's potential for a lot going on in that. So, you know, it, it's it's it becomes a question of, like, all right, well, we'll in any adaptation, you're going to have to pare things down. What's going to get lost? What's well, going on with cutting? Even with two, with or not two, geez, three, Ragnarok. Uh, the reason why they didn't <laughs> even put, I mean, who remembers Dark World? Let's be real. But, um, <laughs> what do you uh, mean? It's only been three Thor movies. The reason why they didn't do Beta Ray Bill was because they just they didn't want to waste the character on like almost as like just kind of like almost a cameo, just like some arena fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that Thor is in space, now is the time to bring Beta Ray Bill in. But then how will that warp everything with, you know, if they're bringing gore in, that's a whole other story. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing where there's great potential there. And the flip side of that is there's great potential. And how much of that is going to be like, yeah, well, we just wanted to have a, a little quick cameo or have this be like, you know, sort of a one-off villain in the story, but not really tell that story. So, I don't know. To be fair, know. it's a movie, and how much how much content can you cram in two hours? To be honest. Well, yeah, that's exactly. Well, that's why saying, you know they're going to pare it down. Yeah, that, you know? yeah, I mean that that that's the concern. Yeah. Is to, you know, I, I'm not expecting somebody to adapt Jason Aaron's entire Thor run into a single film. But I wouldn't say no. I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, do you want to make like a nine hour epic? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, if Zack Snyder can get his stupid movie made. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know he's going to make it R again, right? Of course he is. We're, we're, we're not talking about care. that. I don't Go care. I, I'm going to watch that stupid movie. I, I hope it's not <laughs> terrible. Um, but I mostly want to see it just for my own cultural literacy. But anyway, yeah. We don't have to. We, we, we will not ruin this good time with talks of him. It's, it's, it's definitely something I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. I'm. I'm excited about overall but i i can't help but feel some some retroactive sympathy for a lot of the folks that i was talking to about how much they were so upset about ragnarok oh oh it was too funny and they glossed over the fact that they destroyed asgard and you know hello was only in it for the one movie and like dude uh, do you not remember the outcry, like the fan backlash from that movie? There was no, there was a lot of really angry fans uh, about Ragnarok, 
But the problem is basically the reason Taika Watiki is considered it's respected. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going down the rabbit hole on that. I will simply say though, with the because I understand about that disappointment thing, and part of it is because you can't possibly do everything justice. Exactly. In the stills for the first Thor movie, when I saw the Destroyer. I about pissed myself. I was like, oh my god, the Destroyer's gonna be in this! And then Thor beats the Destroyer, like, with one hand tied behind his back. And I was like, that is not the Destroyer. (laughs) I was like, that's that's not the Destroyer. It looks like the Destroyer, but it ain't the Destroyer. So, you know, who knows? Maybe Gore the God Butcher gets a similar kind of treatment. I hope not. Probably not. But you never know. We will well, see. Now you have to meet nothing else. That the la- that movie Ragnarok lo- looks like a Jack Kirby illustration come to life. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it goes it's straight. It's a very good good looking movie. Yeah, yeah I enjoy so, the hell out of that movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and I thought they really did justice to uh, a lot of the Walt Simonson Thor stuff. Yes, too, you know? yes, yeah. yeah, which was oh, which God, was God. another plus. Yeah. Oh, but Camille. So, what about you? What were you? disappointed by if anything from these announcements i think i was more disappointed by what was not said bingo so speaking of what you know i want i want to know what the hell he's doing for the star wars films like i want to know this but even beyond that i mean my <laughs> one of the biggest things that i just i just saw a big gaping hole with that and i don't know if this is from backlash that happened a few months ago with Ray Park. So, you know, we, we leave solo with the idea that, holy cow, Maul is back, you know, for those who weren't watching, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels and all that, you know, Maul is back. And basically he's had this entire, um, Crimson Dawn syndicate. He's become this, this, this high level crime Lord boss, essentially. Uh, you know, and you have that as the big reveal at Solo, and the fact that Kira is a part of Crimson Dawn. Tell me we're not going to explore that. Like, the only thing I can see with any of these shows that have been announced is that maybe, maybe we might get it in Lando. But I'm really afraid that Ray Park might be cancelled, and that makes me sad. Wait, Yuli, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you know what Camille's talking about with regard to Ray Park being cancelled? Hmm... I, I assumed that they don't want him to return in that role. I mean, is that what well, it is, Camille? Quite or possibly. Social media <laughs> issue. There, there was there, there was there was a thing. Uh, was it video or was it a picture? I think it was a was I a video. Or... Think it was a video. It was something that was posted, and then it came out saying like, "Oh, we posted this as revenge porn of his wife and stuff like this." And then something oh. came out from the kids supposedly directly, like, "Yeah, he's abused us for years. All this has happened." And then like, wow. then it was like crickets for a bit because he was trending on Twitter like cancel Ray Park, and then it was like the wife had come out and she's like, "Like leave our family alone. Like the kids never this never happened. They didn't send anything. Blah 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 blah." And basically, like there wasn't a final thing, but it seemed like it was just a mistake that it ever got posted. What? That's an yeah, awful man. lot of mistakes, though. It's a lot like, of this it's a big mistake, but then other people bad. got involved and then started pretending they were the kids, and they started to get involved in something that at least the wife was saying wasn't true. What year was this? When did this happen? This happened. This must have been like just like recently. Three months ago? Four yeah, months ago? Right around there, yeah. yeah. 
Here's the so, thing. Disney, when they did the recent, uh, the ending of Clone Wars, they actually used him for the yeah. motion capture on some of the sequences. And, and that this, was before hmm. this. So. But that's the thing. Disney did not hide that. And I do know that Filoni and Park are friends. So, and, and he's... I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Well, so, I think... Yes, is that they're going to keep him. I think I between so. what um, Roberto's saying and the fact that, like, I'm not taking a stand one way or the other on this. Not about Ray Park, but what, what about what I'm about to mention. But I absolutely understand the fan outcry. You know, Disney never responded to any of the fan reaction when it was still a rumor that Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka. Yeah. And there was a lot of really, really nasty press going on yeah. with regard to the lawsuit that was, that was uh, against her and her family. So I think, I think to a certain degree, Disney's not worried about bad press. I, I think that they're particularly with, with, you know, funny enough to kind of piggyback on what Roberta's been talking about. uh, They're kind of feeling themselves. And so there, there's not really a degree to which they're like, Oh, you're not going to watch this. Okay. Well, the 10 people behind you, they're all going to watch it. So they'll take your place. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I, (laughs) good or bad. uh, I don't think it's really a concern about whether or not Ray Park isn't going to be a part of star Wars anymore. I guess um, so. Yeah, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, they're they're yeah, going to make then, the same money. <laughs> yeah. And I and I've watched a bunch of stuff with the Rosario Dawson stuff. Actually, one posted in Great Geek Refuge, which um, I think did wrap it up well. Oh, the one that Carl posted. The yeah. Yeah, that was a fantastic video. Yeah. So uh-huh. I get it. I definitely get it for sure. But remember that the same thing is happening with Cara Dune, specifically in terms of the, that she's conservative and she's been posting some... Is it terrible to say that at least with Zario Dawson we don't know, but at least yeah. with, with, with Gina Carano, <laughs> she's a trash human at this point? Yeah, Gina yeah, but... Carano, like, there, there's nothing, there's nothing, like, up in... Like, there was not an accusation made that exactly. is now sort of a mystery. Yeah. She's, just, she, she's like, hey, catch me on parlor. <laughs> I can't. But that's the problem with these things. It's like once you go down that rabbit hole, specifically, is uh, what's the line? I, I can oh, understand I'll, basically doing something bad to children. I'll, I'll take that, or or rape, which is horrible, or murder, or everything else. I. Who defines what? You, you know, man, you know, your your but your political leanings man. are important. And I understand uh, but where people are coming from in terms of, yeah, you know, that, that stuff you mentioned, it's, it's terrible. But when you devalue me as an African-American or you devalue other people, you know, based on their uh, sexual orientation or, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's it, the whole political thing can be really, really bad. And yeah. I'm not suggesting that it's as bad as, uh, you know, rape or as pedophilia or something, but, but it's bad, you know, what? I mean, and it, it ruins, it ruins people, you know, hold, but hold that thought for a second, because you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming online via WERA.FM, Radio Arlington. 
We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by James Rambo and Roberto Ortiz and Camille Richardson. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Roberto, what were you going to say about... I, I uh, tend to be careful with stuff like that because uh, you know where I stand politically, so you know. But And I understand specifically the fact that Right now, we're in a very polarized time, but it's scary how the internet can turn so quickly into a mob to target a specific actor or actress for one point or another. Sometimes the the, the victim of this mob mentality is the truth, and an allegation can be true, an allegation can be false. Let's investigate this. Let's talk about this reasonable point. Saying to discuss something recent on the internet is, is an oxymoron. It's not going to happen. People basically jump to conclusions and that's it and they go nuts. Yeah, but that's not what we were talking about no. here. We were talking about Gina Carano, basically yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. find me on parlor, you know. That's the thing, it's like, um, you know, I like, don't know. I, yeah, unless you're I, suggesting she was hacked. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's that's a, she, she stays pretty consistent with the anti-masking and everything else. So, you know, it's there. Yeah, yeah. And some of that stuff is dangerous. I mean, you know, come on. When people are How talking people about... How many people are dead? Uh, I, no, I, I believe at current I, count, it's like 318,000. You know, I mean, we're basically losing the equivalent of a Pearl Harbor every day of a September 11th every day. In fact, I was saying I was saying earlier this evening, talking to somebody, people are kind of desensitized about it. It's interesting with humans. We can we can comprehend the death of one, but the death of thousands, you know, that begins to to beat on us to where, you know, we want to took out Vader. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, just. Can we just put it that way about with everything? Like, if it can take Vader out, like, it's just, you know, just maybe don't be a jerk. It's a pandemic. It's affecting the whole world. No, and, I'm- you know, we, we are taking it on the chin largely because of the behavior of people, you know? I mean, so, it, so, it, so it makes a difference. I hesitate to say anything about the situation with Rosario Dawson. The idea that potentially you know there was an accusation made and it hasn't been proven one way or the other um it doesn't really hold water with me particularly not in this case because the prevalence of false accusations like that is so small uh, as to be effectively like a rounding error um and i don't know man like i i can't sit here and and act as though i've never made a mistake or done anything stupid um, but I, I, I try my best to be a better person, you know, today than I was yesterday. And to a certain degree, I see a lot of people, particularly folks in very, very privileged positions who get to, you know, say really stupid, dangerous, damaging things. Um, and then, you know, like, like get, get to call a virus that's killed 300,000 people a hoax. And then get to go and get a vaccine for that hoax. Um, right. How about so, that? You know, yeah. I, first in I, line. I, I'm I'm yeah. less forgiving for a number of reasons, not the least of which is, um, you know, I'm a queer man, and so 
when I see people who are making these very broad proclamations, saying things that are getting people killed, it's it's a dangerous proposition because, you know, I'd be up against that wall too. Um, oh, I, and really, everybody on the show would. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> for one reason or another. <laughs> yeah, for one reason or another. Uh, so, sometimes we're twos and threes. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, like... Claim it I, proudly. <laughs> do, I, do I think that, you know, um, you know, mob rule via Twitter is too much? Absolutely. I think there is a degree of sensitivity that is very high um, sometimes uh, to, the, to, to, to our detriment. Um, but I also think that a lot of that sensitivity isn't so much sensitivity as it is just awareness. Yes. It's not that yeah. people are more likely to be hurt. It's like, hey, if I call you this racial slur, now people are going to go, hey, man, that's not okay. As opposed to just like uncomfortably laughing or slapping me on the back and encouraging me to do it again. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I will shed no tears for Ms. Carano. Uh, mm-hmm. She's made all of the decisions she's made uh, consciously uh, and as an adult. This isn't some like pact she signed when she was four years old and she's stuck inside of it. Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I, I just the other day a friend of mine shared something with uh, uh, Hades from uh, uh, not the game, but the, the Hades from, from Hercules on it, from Disney's Hercules. Mm. And I was instantly reminded of James Woods and how much mm. of a fan of his I was. And how much I wish he would just go and find a hole and crawl inside. Because he is awful. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Awful. Um, I used to love him too. So it's, it's, it's one thing to, to say, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, uh, you know, uh, persecute folks for their thoughts or, or the things they say. It's another thing entirely to really listen to the things they're saying and how they're affecting people and how they are incensing other people or inciting other people to do. I know, but but here's the thing, guys. Um, I used to work on sets a long time ago before I got my current job. And between takes, I used to doing local commercials and things like that. And me, me and the crew would talk. And the best stories about what's going on in the industry are the people who work on the crew. And let's say I know a lot more than I wish to God I knew about a lot of celebrities you like, guys like. And I cannot say half the stuff I know because I will get sued <laughs> because it's in there. Point is, I, it threw a lesson to me that A, usually actors, a lot of them are not that smart, number one. Sorry. Uh, second, I have to separate between the actor, the 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 art, and the the performer, and their who they are as a person. Because if I don't, I'll go nuts. Because I, I'll I'll, I'll give you a historical example. Errol Flynn was a freaking neo-Nazi. <laughs> uh, but Errol wait, Flynn, was Flynn was Flynn a Nazi or was he a communist? No, he was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. Yeah. Was he? I thought that was just yeah. in Rocketeer. No, I thought that was no. supposed to be a play on, <laughs> no. to play on the communism thing. He was an Nazi spy. The character from the Rocketeer is based on him. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock basically was a pervert. He did horrible things to a lot of the actresses that worked for him. And I love his films. The guy who says NASA was a 
Nazi. Oh, uh, uh, Wonder Von Braun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. He's a real Nazi. Like, one. literal, actual Nazi. Uh, he yeah. Abs- yeah. <laughs> As but that's it worked thing, for like, Hitler, yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. You have. I had to separate between the art and the performer or I'll go nuts. And the problem is that our celebrity culture, and this goes as bad as there has been celebrities, it's so obsessed with the concept of the celebrity as somehow being better, superior, and giving a lot of power and precedence to what these people are saying. And a lot of them are dumb as rocks. I mean, Eric Clapton just right now did a stupid song about not wearing masks or crying out loud. And it's in Tears for Heaven is one of my favorite songs ever. So, so I, I, what I have to do with these people is just ignore what they say, enjoy their art, and separate the art from the performer. And I get why it's hard for certain people not to do that, and I respect that choice because, wow, some of the stuff these people do is mind blowing, stupid. Yeah, well, I know, I and. and- I bought a Cara Dune pop like two months ago, and I'll just tell you, I want to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it out the window or something. No, and, I, I, and, I res- and that's your choice, and I respect it. Um, but these are, it's, it's, it's like somebody explained it to me. It's like, you don't know what these people have to do to get what they are. It, it reminds me of the, an old quote from the, uh, oh my God, uh, in terms of behind every fortune, there's a great crime. And the same applies to fame. And behind any famous person, you don't know what they did to get there. What deals with Satan they have to do to get there. Yeah, but you know, it, it, a lot of it, it, it's just, it's really disillusioning. And that the, the first time that happened to me was when I found out, you know, how callow William Shatner was in his youth. You know, you surprised I, for real? <laughs> hey, I didn't, you know, 19. 74, 75, you don't know. You know, all you know is the guy played Captain Kirk, and then you find out, oh, wow, he's a real asshole, you know, to his co-stars. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's the star of the show. I mean, it was, like I said, it was just really disillusioning. But uh, I I absolutely agree with you in terms of celebrity and the disproportionate deference that is extended to celebrities. And uh, I, I... I swear, I think it's a big part of the problem with our culture and our society right now. But unfortunately, (laughs) we have reached the end of the show. So as much as I would love to talk more about that, we're out of time. But it gives us something to bounce back to uh, for another episode. So I just want to thank my panelists and you for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. It's quiet as it's kept. You can see episodes of the show. Uh, online if you visit the website at fantasticforum.tv and depending on where you live check your local listings because it might actually be on depending on where you are and of course the show re-airs each and every thursday here on WERA from three to four and thanks to our friends at the great geek refuge the show is available as a podcast wherever podcasts are available so Uh, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Enjoy a very happy new year. And we will see you next year. Same bat time, same bat station.